I'm Aeson, and this is The Review. City beat West Ham 3-0 at the Etihad in what was both nervy and routine, depending on which way you look at it. And my cat just had said hello as well. Uh, joining me to talk penalties and record breakers, I've got Stefan and Chris. Morning, Chris. Good morning, Aeson. How are you? Ready to talk penalties? Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> Have you reviewed the incidents? Yeah, I've I've only been able to see a replay of um, Harlands. I've not been able to see Stones because I can't find I can't find any highlights that include either of the that's just that, that's terrible. So, that's yeah, terrible. It speaks volumes, really. But I, I've I've seen the Harland one, and that I think is worthy of of a discussion. Stones, I've not seen. Okay, Stefan, have you seen them both? Morning, morning. Uh, I've seen or I've I've seen multiple uh, replays of Harland. And I've got a clear recollection of uh, Stones. So Excellent. I'm ready. I'm ready for the ref. You're, pr- you're primed, primed for the ref chat later. Sweet. Well, look, before we get there, um, obviously the team sheet drops. Um, minimal changes from Fulham. Ake comes in for Akanji. Uh, Bernardo in for Gundo. And that, is it, unless I'm mistaken? Yes. Oh, no, Mara's... No, Mara started, didn't he? Ma- Mara, Mara started at the weekend. Yeah. So, yeah, so so minimal changes. Chris, I'll, I'll stick with you then. Um, were you surprised? Did you expect more rotation? So, did you mention that Edison was on the bench? Oh, gosh, no, I that, guess. That. I, th- I, I think that... that that was quite significant, I think. <laughs> yes. Well, actually, in the end, it really wasn't because I didn't really think about the keeper once. But sure, when the team sheet drops, there's no Edison. Uh, Chris, did you think, what is this fuckery? No. I, I, so I, it's my understanding that an outfield player needs to play in five games to be eligible for a Premier League medal. I don't know if the same applies to goalkeepers in the squad. Is it fewer games? That's the only reason I can think. At that, at that, and the fact that he needs some minutes before the FA Cup final, which he will definitely play in. Um, but I, I have no concerns about Ortega at all. Certainly not the concerns I had about Stefan. So, so I kind of bypass that one quite quickly. So, so no, I, I, I think for me, I was really pleased to see Ake back in, and um, they're clearly treading carefully with. KDB, which I think is a really positive sign. So there was nothing alarming for me. I think what I was more struck by were the absences in West Ham's um, starting eleven, which I think, as well as injuries, is down to a virus that seems to have played two or three key members of the mm-hmm. squad. But there, interesting, there was nothing- interesting well, virus that affected their three best players yeah. you could argue but it was a very selective virus yes, wasn't it very very had... selective virus yeah so yeah it did seem yeah <laughs> so i wasn't i wasn't concerned at all i i i think at, at this point in the season one of the biggest challenges as we've said time and time before is not only does guardiola have to keep all his players happy he also has to rotate them sufficiently enough without without upsetting the balance, but also ensure there are some minutes and legs of players should we need them. Yeah, but I think I the, th- the thing it did reinforce to me is that is that the only, for me, the only real vulnerability we've got in terms of rotation is, it, is if at this point Rodri was to get an injury 
that would that would that would concern me enormously. Fortunately, he seems pretty robust mm. and pretty well at, at managing his his fatigue levels. But that's the only thing that it reinforced to me that if he was ever to suffer a bad injury over the next couple of games, we would be in a challenging position. Stefan, your reaction to Edison being rested? Well, it's not about five games, I don't think, because it, he's only got one appearance, Ortega, so mm. uh, can't can't be that. Uh, I actually, I mean, I think he's good, isn't he? So I think part of the uh, reason that Pep thought it might be worth doing is just because he is actually quite confident in him. It's quite, I think, you know, almost everything we've seen from the guy has been really quite impressive. He didn't have much to do last night, but what he did have to do, he did well. There was a good punch from Dangerous Corner in the in the second half. The save from uh, Bowen. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't wasn't the uh, the most difficult, but it 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 did. You know, it, it his body shape was right for that. Yeah, he, uh, he, that's he, right. He didn't it did interfere with what Bowen was trying to exactly. do, basically. You yeah. know, so. Um, I wasn't overly concerned about it, to be honest. Uh, but I was surprised, obviously, because it's pretty, it's not, it's a, it's a bit of an odd move. <laughs> well, I think I, I'm, I, I tried not to read too much into it. And I think that, I, as I said, because by the end of the game, you've I'd forgotten that Pep had swapped the keepers out. It sort of felt like in the end, it was a non-issue. And I, I you know, I do like the idea that nobody is safe, that nobody's position is safe. I, I do think that it's something that is, if you play that right, you get the best out of the overwhelmingly vast majority of your squad. So, you know, as, as a sort of, well, I'm just going to do this today, fine. Like, I'll, I'm, I'm okay with it, particularly as the game turned into a, a quite a straightforward win in the end. So look, how did how did it start for you? I mean, Stefan, we had we had a conversation off air about the idea that every game is not going to be a procession. And I think that for me, I realized that as soon as Arsenal had won, I felt nervous. And I realized that when the game kicked off, I felt I could feel my own tension. And then on top of that, the commentary was kind of 10 from 10 15 minutes in they were going on about how great west ham were and somehow that increased my own level of anxiety because i was like i don't think they're that good am i missing something here um but where like so for you how do you think we started the game was it a nervy start from city I don't think it's nervy. I, I think it's a good thing that Arsenal, in some ways, I think it's a good thing that Arsenal um, put a bit of pressure back on us. I think that, that you're most dangerous in these situations where you go into the game complacent. And um, so I think, you know, there's a flip side to, to Arsenal continuing to win, which is that we, we can't be overly complacent. The lead is not that, that big. I mean, it's a good lead, obviously. We're in, I do think it, we will win it, but um, I don't think it's a complacency thing. I think we were slow in the start of the game, you know, for the first 25 minutes at least. I thought our passing was slow, our movement was slow, our confidence uh, wasn't at the kind of buzzy, 
you know, let's go and finish them off after three minutes. It, it you know, it, it didn't have either the atmosphere on or off the pitch of Arsenal. But, you know, of course it didn't. Um, but I, I thought Neville was all over, uh, very, very over the top with how well West Ham were doing. They were, they were doing fine, don't get me wrong. We've seen better low blocks than, than West Ham uh, with teams that are more dangerous on the counter. Um, we did create chances. It wasn't like we were not getting behind them. I thought we were. Um, they were defending the crosses well. Um, you know, but our expectation levels are at a level where if we're not winning the game very early on, then people will get uh, a little bit nervy. I think that's natural. You know, these are, you don't want to be dropping one, uh, well, three or two points in any game right now. So I, w- I, w- I was sort of, uh, you know, I was pretty much like I was at Fulham. I, I didn't quite get as stressed out as Lloyd uh, at Fulham. Uh, I thought it was just one of those things where we were we didn't have our usual level of complete control, but likewise, we weren't really conceding chances. So I was relatively relaxed and, and hopeful the goal would come uh, in time. Mm. Chris, where do you land in terms of City lacking creativity or West Ham being good defensively and just in terms of overall intensity how much of it was a lack of intensity uh, because of the number of games that they've played and how much of it you feel was just more a conservation of energy knowing the number of games and the intensity of the games that they've got coming up I think it was a combination of all those factors that that you mentioned I, I, I think context of last night and then the con and, and add to the context of Arsenal in Chelsea, just create a bit of an illusion of the game in the first half. The, f- the first 45 minutes of last night's game was, was nothing that we haven't seen many, many times before, where a team come to try and gain a point and possibly counter-attack. And, and I think, I think, I think that the, the, obviously it was not the intensity of the Arsenal game last week, but then it wasn't the same context. It wasn't the same. It didn't have the same gravity attached to it. When when a team plays a low block like West Ham did last night, our, our strategy is often to keep the ball at, at the back between between the, the centre halves to try and draw them out a little bit and then play behind them to break that first press and then and then break the second press. But West Ham largely refused to do that, and that's that gave the impression of us being quite slow as Diaz and Stones and Ake are looking to try and find a little swift pass through to then get get behind that 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 first line of press so I, I did think that that the um, West Ham were very organized that's David Moy's team that's the one thing he is he is very good at I think that creatively the dynamics weren't quite working for me we have a very clear system but when you lay in over the dynamics of the relationships on the field between particular players I didn't think that was w- w- was particularly working well I think having neither Kev Kev or Gundo in there we were a little less creative, a little less, um, there was not enough and not as much ingenuity as normal. I thought that Bernardo and Jack were, were largely occupying the same position on that left-hand side and were getting in each other's way, really. They were offering the same thing and sort of cancelling each other out. And Mares was getting pelters 
from people around me who were falling into this kind of chronic anxiety because we'd not scored in the first 10 seconds. But I felt he was underused as well because he was he was being marked by, by at least two men every time Walker had the ball and he, and he offered himself. So it was a combination of factors. But as I was watching, I thought, we've been here before. We've seen this before. It, it, West Ham are not even offering a counter-attack. They're so determined to not concede. And we can see that when they did concede and they came out in the second half, they can, that, that team know how to play football. And they've got some very creative players in there, but they were refusing to, to do that. So the main thing was, it was not a game like it was against Arsenal, clearly. But I was, not, I was at no point worried that even if we went in nil-nil at half-time, that at some point, I wasn't worried that we wouldn't find a goal. If West Ham can only defend like that for so long. Any team can only defend like that for so long. So it was fine. It was just not the fireworks that we got seven days ago. But we've been here before, and this team know how to navigate that, that kind of challenge. Well, we are in that point in the season. I said it the other day as well, where, you know, the only thing that really matters is results. I don't really care how they perform. I don't care if a goal goes in off somebody's ass. Like, as long as we win the game and we get the three points, um, that's that's all I'm I'm really worried about. Um, and I do I sort of agree. Like, I, I don't think I don't think West Ham posed any threat on the counter attack. I think in the main they were marshaled well. I think Ake, Stones, Diaz, Walker, in their own ways, do a really good job. One question, though, to to throw to both of you, Stefan. I'll start with you. Um, what's the saying? Correlation and causation, something around that. Well, I've been thinking about Kyle Walker and how he was back in against against Fulham, and I felt we weren't as creative as we had been previously. And he's back in again last night, and I feel we're not where we were or where we'd like to be creatively. Am I being like, am I, am I conflating something there, or is there something in the idea that those somehow, those four centre halves as the defenders make the build up much better? Well, he played against Arsenal, so. Didn't he? So, I, I, don't, I don't think it's Walker. Uh, I thought Mares was particularly poor last night. I mean, I know what Chris is saying about, uh, you, you know, positioning and, and the, the the weight of the attacks and the position that he found himself in and, and their defending. But I thought he was, uh, I mean, he did, you know, really next to nothing in the first half. And in the second half, aside from the assist on the goal, which is a very nice ball in, uh, he's, he was very, very quiet for, for a play of his quality in a game like that. I, um for me, that was the biggest thing. I mean, you know, Grealish didn't have the same sort of issues, you know, so I don't, um, I thought, uh, yeah, I thought Grealish's uh, contribution creatively was far better. I don't know. I, I, I Personally, maybe I'm being too too soft on them. I just think, think at this stage of the season, these are games where teams are going to be desperate not to lose and, uh, there's a you know bit of fatigue. There's a lot at stake. Uh, games are going to be just a bit a bit different until the first goal. Thanks for listening to the first fifteen minutes of the show. To listen to the full podcast and all our contents, including reviews, previews, analysis, quizzes, and much more, go to 9320.com to sign up now, or simply click the link in the description. 
So what are you waiting for? Go to 9320.com now for the best, most passionate, impartial coverage of Manchester City and beyond.